Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sindelar, a Dungeon Master. Hello, nerds. We are continuing our movement through the mini-adventures uh, presented in the Fantastic Adventures book put out by the Fly Flourish website, a collection of adventures I enjoy and have already gotten my money's worth out of, and this is like the third of ten. So, yeah, great deal. Go buy that if you are looking for short uh, little adventures to uh, maybe kick off for some uh, some friends, you know, if you're you're a little intimidated by the big hulking published adventures. If you if you look at Curses Trod and be like, mm, I heard a mediocre podcast cover that, and I'm not interested in that <laughs> business. Know. Give me something shorter. Um, so today we will be playing our first session of the Well of the Black Sun, and joining me are an assortment of returning characters and players in a new configuration. I will introduce our players, they will introduce our characters, and then we will set off. Uh, first up, it's Jason Snell. Hi, I am playing a bard who's a tabaxi, and you may know him because he loves you and all the kids. It's Cool Cat. Legally distinct. Uh, next up, it's Aline Sims. Hello, I play Lee, the Air Genasi monk. Also here, it's Kathy Campbell. Hello, I play Thamia, a Goliath fighter. Also joining us from across the pond, it's James Thompson. I play Samson Jotham, who is a gnome artificer, and I'm hoping that there's a giant hand in this adventure too. And last but not least, from down the street from me, it's Dan Morin. Uh, Tony, I believe this adventure is the Well of the Black Sun, actually, just, mm. just to be clear. <laughs> I knew it was coming sooner or later. <laughs> I play Qeris, a bard uh, of some mysterious whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, Jason, two, two, two Jason, two, two bards. bards in one. Jason, are you in the incomparable headquarters? Twice the harmonies. I am. Jason, please turn to your left and open the file cabinet where you store all our contracts. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I would like you to look. Find my contract. Okay. Look under subsection seven, paragraph three, item four. I believe that's a search protector. I believe it says. <laughs> Party groups not to exceed one bard. Please explain what's going on, or are, are we in breach of contract? I think you're missing subsection B, which <gasps> is that it actually is only referring to dwarven bards. Ah, oh, rules layered. <laughs> That's what you get for hiring uh, gnomish lawyers. The, and the subsection B stands for bard, by the way. Just uh, <laughs> put it out there. Hey, wh what are you saying about gnomes? It pains me to say it, but I'll allow it. Um, okay, so we have a variety of characters returning from our previous mini-adventures. We've got some players from the Dwarven Vault. We've got some players from the Nightblades. Uh, they ha are being, uh, united, teamed up. I don't know. They're, they're together, is what I'm saying. Assembled. Team up? Yeah. This is like a, this is like a crossover, but this is not like, this is like before Avengers, right? This is, uh, I don't know. What's a, what's a... This is like a Legends up. of Tomorrow kind yeah. of crossover. <laughs> this is like Legends of Tomorrow season one. Is oh, no, no, not season one. It's like when know. Black Widow shows up inexplicably in Iron Man 2. That's what's mm. happening right here. Okay. Uh, who's Black Widow out of the two of us? Or like the Hulk is in Thor 3. Um, so, yeah, it's like that. So, small scale. This is not, you know, this is not super adventure yet. This is just uh, a decent amount of adventure. Okay. 
So, uh, let us establish our setting. So, the five of you have left the, uh, the town of White Sparrow, which is a bit of your headquarters in that you have successfully completed some adventures there and not died. And you have traveled north, uh, about 20 miles, so not too far, uh, to the mining town, town in, in the loosest of quotes, of Deep Fathom, where you have been basically sent for by one Darrenith Deep Fathom, owner of the Deep Fathom Well Mining Corporation, and basically sole, per, sole employer in the mining town of Deep Fathom, because there's a problem at, at the mine, and your help is needed, because you were available. I'll say... Nobody's more available than us. There's a problem at the mine. Yeah. And so our adventure starts today. You you've journeyed to the uh um the the, the shanty town of uh Deep Fathom. Uh you've arrived, you've found the only place that there is food for sale, uh the Falling Rod Tavern, and are waiting there to meet with Darnith Darnith Deep Fathom, your uh future slash I don't know, when you haven't you haven't shaken hands yet, but perspective future employer uh the falling rod tavern is uh it's a pretty raucous mining tavern um it's it's a rickety two two story uh structure there's a lot of miners and or and or retired miners around they're they're drinking kind of thick maybe slightly chunky beer out of clay cups um the notable feature of the falling rod is a huge iron rod that runs floor to ceiling, uh, kind of at the back of the tavern. Um, and there's a deep crack in the in the in the in the rod, splitting it so halfway. It's not, not just a clever um, name, then. No, it is. It's very literal. Uh, the second story balcony of the falling rod tavern looks incredibly precarious. It's bent over and leaning, and just it's it's unclear how much wood is keeping it from falling onto the lower floors. But there are some dwarven and human miners up there having a grand old time. The food at the Falling Rod Tavern, it is greasy. The beer is strong and a little bit too thick. Um, but it seems like a nice place to, to hang out. I have canonically traded in my bagpipes for a banjo. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well then, uh, Cool Cat... Only for this, only for this, cool. because it seems like more of a banjo town than a Okay, Cool Cat town. also does have his bagpipes and could lend them to you if you need them, but his preferable... Uh, preferable? I don't know, that's the wrong word to use for this. <laughs> uh, his instrument is Preferred. the... Um, that also not the right word because it implies some level of positivity or choice that's really bad for this. Uh, cool Cat really likes uh, playing the pan flute, and so... I think Cool Cat comes over to you and uh, and suggests a duet of pan flute and banjo while we're waiting to pass the time. That sounds a marvelous idea. Perhaps these poor sods here would enjoy the dulcet tones of two esteemed bards such as ourselves. I love playing music. <laughs> Could not have said it better myself. I am going to ask for a performance check from both of you. 24. <laughs> <laughs> 21. Nice. All right. You know, the mining crowd is raucous, but they seem they seem pretty into it. Um yeah, they and are. they are they're having a gold time. They're particularly impressed by Cool Cat. Um you know, there's some pan flute solos that are just really Oh man. It's, it's yeah. people are going to be talking about those solos for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and they're uh, you know you you earn a bunch of tips. The uh, the miners tip generously. They seem to be uh, relatively well paid, and what they um, 
They seem to be as financially well off as they are gritty and grimy and covered with soot and rock and rubble. Wow, and that's really filth. well off. That's then. really yeah. well <laughs> so, off. Uh, also, they seem extremely bored. Um, so, so things are uh, things are picking up here at the uh, the Falling Rod. The Falling Rod does seem to be uh, particularly crowded. It kind of makes you wonder: shouldn't some of these miners, you know, maybe like be in a mine? Uh, but there is no time to investigate that uh, because there is the sound of some kind of scuffle. Uh, at the door, uh, a, a kind of shrill voice calls out, "The black sun will devour you all!" Uh, and there's there's people kind of screaming uh, as the as sounds of screams and shouts echo throughout the falling uh, the falling rod tavern. Uh, before you can react, uh, the, uh, the 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 person who you think screamed that pulls off kind of a burlap cloak uh, and is holding a razor sharp dagger of black glass, and he just. Stabs a miner in the back of the neck who was sitting at his table. Uh, Chaos ensues as several other characters, several other figures pull off hoods and cloaks, revealing scarred bodies painted with a single black circle in the center of their chests and uh, with tendrils of black snaking out across their shoulders and stomachs. The miners are panicking, uh, but these strange figures stand in the doorway with their... uh, their daggers and begin basically stabbing at anyone within reach. Cool cat looks over at Samson and says, does this happen every time we go to a tavern? (laughs) We should leave this area, but I'm a bard. I got to be here. So these bare chested, strained individuals with knives stand in the doorway, stabbing anyone. Uh, the, uh, the tavern does not appear to be built to traditional fire codes in that there are no obvious additional, uh, entrances or exits, and so uh, there is panic uh, as these uh, these these individuals are both a uh, I guess they're they're a fire hazard and a uh, a stabbing hazard. Um, but <laughs> you say there is many of you are they are stabbing people, uh, but they have not noticed our adventurers sitting in the middle of the bar among the throngs of miners, and so you will get to go before they react to you. Lee, the Air Genasi, you are up first. So what would I roll to see if I knew if there were like if I were to do a keyword search in my brain? Mm. <laughs> what what would I roll to figure out? Like, is this a history check? It, it depends. It be... Uh probably it's history. Okay. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, it could be religion, it could be arcana, it could be nature. Yeah. Uh, so you got to decide like which which reference book in your mind are you pulling off the shelf. But history I'm, is a pretty good one. History okay. tends to give you kind of at least like a you know a starting point. At an eleven, uh, you are the 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 name of the the Black Sun uh, does not ring any historical references to you. Okay. So is, in in the middle of a fight, how many books can we reference in our minds? Uh, yes. One one per turn, I think. <laughs> does that count as my action? No, that's absolutely a free action. Thank you. Okay, so um, since I have no idea what's going on, mm. uh, you have seen you have seen several strange people stab other people. That is what you know so far. Just another day in a yeah. tavern. Um, Saturday day. <laughs> Saturday day. <laughs> All right, I do have enough move that I could get over there. Um, which, which one has been doing, which one did I see stab first? Uh, he is labeled cultist four on the map. Cultist can you see four. the labels? Yeah. He yes, just, he is just, he is standing there laughing maniacally. 
as blood drips from his curved uh razor sharp dagger uh there is a a dead uh miner at at his feet um who you know wishes that he had not been stabbed in the back of the neck <laughs> i I think we can make yeah. general assumptions about these people, yeah, so I'm gonna move over to cultist four. So Lee, you snake through the crowd, uh, jumping and climbing through the yeah, crowd of people panicking, and and there's chaos, and you make your way basically into a row of we're gonna call them cultists. That's a little potentially pejorative, but you know they just murdered someone, so um, and they seem slightly fanatical, and you find yourself face to face with that uh, strange cultist holding his evil dagger. You are now also very close to. Six of these characters who are standing by that doorway there. So it's yeah. you against six. Hopefully, my friends will come to the rescue. Um, I am going to try to incapacitate rather than to kill because I want to know what's going on. Sure. Um, I will take killing if that's what I need to do, mm-hmm. but preference is not. <laughs> um, and so I rolled a twenty-four. Versus AC to hit with my quarter staff. Okay, you whack him solidly in the head, like between the eyes. Just what I want to do. And uh, that is nine points of damage. He hits the ground like a sack of rats. Um, his friends <laughs> seem a little startled by this situation. Okay, and then since I'm using a monk weapon, I can make an unarmed strike as a bonus action, so I'm going to go for Cultist 3 mm-hmm. with the same goal. All right. Oops. Got to roll my d20 and not my d6. Ooh, that's 10. Uh, that, that Cultist is takes a step back in horror, which also puts him just out of range of your fist as you try okay. and punch him in the jaw. Okay. A little too stumbly. All right. And I guess that's it. Kuo Yaris, the bard, you are, something has ruined your performance and, you know. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. Q hops you don't, up you, on. Q Yaris is never upstaged. <laughs> yeah, Q stops, jumps up on a uh, table next to him. That is your table. Cord, strums a power cord on the banjo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and looks at the, uh, let's say, uh, cultist number three there, standing mm-hmm. next to Lee and says... Didn't anybody tell you that burlap went out of style last season? <laughs> Some vicious mockery. <laughs> Is so he vicious. A, uh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. I will tell you, you don't end up in a cult with a lot of wisdom. <laughs> I have rolled a nine, Dan. That's not enough. He will take three psychic damage, and he has disadvantage on the next attack roll. He makes before the end of his next I am putting a little heartbreak symbol on his represents that he has been mocked and he has taken three damage. All right. Flourishes a bow. All right. Jason would be next, but we're not allowed to have two bars, so just going to skip him for now. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm a different class then that is similar to a bard, but distinct. Oh. Oh. A bard. A bird. A bird bird cat. Bard. Yeah. Uh Got it. So, please go. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm going to do my legendary boomerang attack. I pull one of my boomerangs out of my boomerang pocket. Just, I don't know if all of our players have had the chance to listen to previous episodes. Oh, I have. That's a lot of homework to have assigned. Did you, You're just, welcome. Just, did you ever hit with that boomerang? Oh, sure. 
Okay. Kilt, kilt a guy with a boomerang. What are you talking right. about? And, and you remember that boomerang is what I'm saying. Also I, true. I, I remember <laughs> that the boomerang hit because it's only when it misses that it returns. That's right. But, but, mm-hmm. but Cool Cat did buy a six pack of boomerangs and right. has them yeah. stored in various That's boomerang right. pockets on his yeah. uh, cloak. So. Yep, there. Those are, that's a snick and snack brand six pack of boomerang. What I'm saying is, I rolled a 16 to hit. All oh, right, your boomerang one. sails. Through, there's there's like a great action shot as we are watching the point of view of the boomerang spinning, and it's like cutting through the crowd and like going under a table and like around a guy's head, and it <laughs> uh and it thwacks. Cultist number one was their target. Yep, right in the side of the head for five damage. All right, cultist number one is uh, does not look good. He looks very unsteady on his on his feet. All right, Samson Jotham, you are next. Well, uh, Samson, of course, wanted to point out that he did his uh, magical infusing of his weapon and armor, which he forgot to mention uh, after the last long rest. Mm. Or it's still active since the previous adventure. That could it, work. You, several days have passed since the previous adventure, but absolutely, I would think as a uh, a, a now a seasoned battle hardened, what single battle hardened adventurer? You know to like you should infuse stuff every morning, like it's part yeah, of your ritual, yeah. right? You know, um, infuse before breakfast. <laughs> and uh, you know, while he is studying the exits at this point, uh, mm. I think uh, exit singular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, you can always make another exit. Mm. Um, I think. Hmm. I will shoot at uh, cultist number one. Let's see if we can take them off the board. And I roll. Is this catapult or something different? Uh, this is oh, the, this is my short bow, which okay. I was disappointed to find out that I couldn't have two short bows because they're two-handed weapons. Can yeah, I have I was, two. You just can't use them. Yeah, both yes, right. I yeah, think I've got James. James, you know what? Let's just say you have three. That'll really annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did add a second one to my character, and I think I forgot to remove it. So I do have a. I guess technically you could hold them both with one hand and shoot both the. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you just want many ones to shoot itself. darts. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. James, I just imagine you thinking about holding two short bows, and it's like, where do the arrows go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you load them first. What, how does? Do you know how a bow and arrow works? Yes, it's I have a, actually. It's clear that he does not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I will tell you, I have actually done archery. So, all right, just checking. How much? How much? Do you, how much rope did you use to load those arrows? <laughs> <laughs> I took that rope back. Okay. Um, so yeah, I rolled was an eight. Fine silk rope. It, it was, was indeed. Him. I, well, it was, but that got lost in the... <laughs> um, I rolled an 18. All right. you Your arrow whistles across the bar and hits uh, Cultist 1 for how much damage? It does three... Pl- oh, I forgot to add another thing, but never mind. Uh, it does three plus... It does six damage. He screams as you plug him in the eye with an arrow. Ah! My eye! And all my blood. <laughs> he does, That's he does quite blood. a lot to get out in the middle of the death row. Well, next really. time, shoot him in the mouth. He'll be quieter. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> next turn. All right. Good job, Mo Green. Uh, Thamia, you're next. Can I... So, point of order. Uh, mm. Can I make it to cultists five and six? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it, I'm always very confused. About distance and spacing and time. Sometimes the map doesn't match the scale. Sometimes sometimes the scale doesn't match the map. Yeah, okay. Tamia, just to check, what's your speed? Uh, 30. Yeah, they're 30 feet away from you. Okay, 
Okay, even though it said 40, we're going to pretend. Yeah, they're 30 feet away. You take a shortcut through a table. (laughs) Well, no, that's kind of what I was thinking. So she's going to kind of run. Oh, that is not the right These are not tactical maps. These are visual illustrations to set the scene. She's going to run and kind of step off the table and do a flying leap at Mm -hmm. Cultist 5. Yeah, that gives you some additional feet there. Yeah. Um, So So, I rolled... So, Lee, in your peripheral vision... A uh, a half giant just kind of whizzes past you. <laughs> I'm used to it. Mm. <laughs> um, I rolled a thirteen. Uh, a thirteen will hit a cultist. Awesome. Uh, and then my one d eight, five damage. All right, you brutally injure a cultist. Perfect. Um, I would like to attempt to brutally injure that same cultist again with my hand axe. Mm. Uh, ooh, I rolled an 11. Uh, he somehow kind of staggers out of the way as the hand act, as you try and hit him in the same wound with the hand act. <laughs> All of you have gone. The cultists are next. However, of my six cultists that started in the doorway, <laughs> two have been slain, one has been severely wounded, and one has had his feelings hurt. So I think... Uh, I've got four cultists, and there are two of you engaged with them, so I think that makes it pretty simple. They're just going to kind of uh, uh, converge on all of you. So, Thamia, there are two cultists coming at you with their wicked-looking knives. Uh, Wow, I rolled uh, a 20 for each of them. Mm, Darn it. Yep, I have an armor class 19, so... All right. Uh, you each of them does four slashing damage as they cut into you, so eight damage total. Right. All right. The two other cultists look uh, emboldened by this, and they close in on Lee. Uh, remind me, Dan. This one, ha- one of them has disadvantage to uh, number three has disadvantage on their next attack. All right. I'll roll that one first. Uh, yeah. He Lee. I'm not telling you the number. It was a really bad number. Okay. Just less than 10. Uh, the other one rolls a slightly more confident-looking 18, though. Yeah, that hits. All right, you get clipped by a razor-sharp obsidian blade for uh, four damage. Okay. All right, Lee, you are next. I'm going to hit the guy who hit me. Mm-hmm. That's how we roll. That is, uh, what number is he? I can't read their numbers anymore. Cultist two? Two? Yeah, Cultist two is the one who hit you. Okay. Um. So... That is a 20. Yep. Hits. And is this a one or a six? That's a six. So that is 10 points of damage. Ugh, another cultist hits the ground like a bag of rats. My and then I'm queen song. I'm going <laughs> to go for cultist three with my unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. Cultist three has already been hurt mentally. Um, that was only 11, which I think 11. is what I did with my unarmed strike last time. Yeah, which is just yeah. not quite enough. The cultist kind of weaves out of the way and looks at you with kind of weird bloodshot eyes as he holds his crooked dagger. All right. Q. Yaris, you stand across the tavern on a table, strumming the beats of war. Um, all right. Q will hop off the table and stroll up. Can I hop off the table, walk up, and hop on this? On yes, this. you gracefully <laughs> move through the panicking miners as they are knocking tables over and running into each other and clawing at the walls. You effortlessly glide across the room, jump up on a table, 
And I just want to get close enough to Cultist 3. Yep. If I can. All right. Uh, you're in a cult, but I'm sure it's not your fault. Uh, and then stab him with a rapier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> as you do. As one does. Uh, that is a 17. Roll me damage. That is nine damage. You stab him in the heart and he collapses. Uh, non-lethal. <laughs> you, stab, you stab him in the- Heart adjacent. One, yeah, one of his kidneys. Just one. <laughs> and he collapses. Wait a minute. You non-lethally hit someone with a rapier? Lee is using fists and a staff. I can believe that. But- you you know, and like one of them got Stabbed hit in the head with the a foot. boomerang. I, I hamstring him; he's out of it. Uh, okay, we I'm only need one believe. person alive to see. find you out have, what's going have, on. At this point, two of them are unconscious, so I don't know how many prisoners you need. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're works. redundant. I say as I stab him in the heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it gets col- it's kind of complicated. Um, cool cat, you are next. Uh, cool cat. He uh, chucks a boomerang at cultist number five. All right. What does that cultist look number like? Number five. Tell him what he's won. <laughs> it's a boomerang. All <laughs> expenses return trip. Alas, only a nine. Uh, somehow, it, 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 your boomerang like doesn't quite hit him, and it goes all the way around the bar and lands back in your hand. That's right. That's how it works. Yep. Samson, Jotham, uh, two cultists remain, one of them already badly injured by Thamia. Well, uh, you know, I seem to have a habit of shooting the badly injured. So, uh, yes. the weak and the defenseless are <laughs> Samson Jotham's prey of choice. From far, far away. He is Samson Jotham, artificer and carrion eater. Um, <laughs> it's called tactics. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I will. J- uh, j- James, just to be clear, we play Dungeons and Dragons a lot. I'm going to make fun of your strategies no matter how valid they are. It doesn't matter what the strategy is. That that is fine. That's the real secret of playing with Tony. Yeah, <laughs> but, he, but he was really nice in the UK TPK. I mean, that was an illusion. There are the days you're like, "Oh, I want to use this rope to climb a wall," and he's like, "That's not what rope is for." And you're like, yeah, "I'm sorry. Wait a second. That is what rope is for." <laughs> anyway, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> I got. Uh, 17 plus 4 plus 1, that's quite a lot. That's many. Another arrow sails across the uh, the, the the bar, catching this cultist somewhere in the face, non-lethal. Oh, no, I was going to shoot him in the leg. No. Well, it's real hard to you shoot missed. somebody in the leg. Yeah, you missed. <laughs> I, I missed and hit him in the head. In yeah, the unfortunately, match. you had Wheaties this morning and hit him right in the head. <laughs> uh, Wheaties um, in Dungeons & Dragons is just like a bowl of wheat, just so we're clear. Uh, roll, roll damage, James. I just rolled and I rolled an eight. Yeah, he's very dead. <laughs> All right. James, anything else? Um, is there anyone else I can murder just for fun? Well, there's one um, guy left. I mean, there's lots of patrons around. So. <laughs> Depending on your mood. Yeah. Do you want to curry favor with the last remaining cultist? Um. <laughs> nah, I, th- I think I'll leave that for the bards to, to work right. their magic. I'll just sort of stand back a bit. Indeed. Thamia, there's one last cultist. He looks, though he has been, uh, so far, uh, undamaged. Very unsure of himself now that five of his dearest, dearest friends have been murdered or incapacitated by you. All right, let's you see if my magical unicorn dice are working better now. Uh, that would be no. Oh, I'm 
going to switch to dice by pcalc in the future <laughs> um let me pull this other up. dice apps are available yes are they no no but that may be but they're not any good oh goodness i uh, have far too many uh, oh, no. <laughs> that's a feature that. <laughs> yeah. all right i rolled a 15 plus so that's plenty yep so this is your hand axe My attack? My hand on? axe, yeah. All right. Uh, one, D6. Six. six plus three is nine. Oh, you deliver a brutal hand axe to attack to his chest, uh, just leaving a huge gash as the, in the middle of his weird painted symbol on his chest, and this cultist also hits the ground. There's this kind of a- like... a. a just a moment of, of of quiet in the bar as everyone takes up on what's going on. People stop panicking. Many tables and chairs are righted and people go back to their beverages. Cool Cat pulls out <laughs> this pan flute and goes... <laughs> All right. Uh, the owner of the Falling Rod comes out from behind the bar and she recruits some miners for a few coins to help drag the uh the bodies uh out at least out into the street outside of the bar because didn't not... we leave one alive uh yeah i think there's at least two unconscious so but she seems not to want the she doesn't want anyone who is visibly bleeding is dragged into the street smart blood stains hard to get out i i, I want to ask her why there's only one entrance and exit <laughs> like doesn't seem very this safe is a fire hazard uh, she's busy, but you could go interrupt her. That's the thing you can do. I'll do it later, maybe. All right. Doesn't seem like the most prescient thing right now. Okay. You should just write a letter to, you right. know, the fire safety uh, board. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. You could, yeah. yeah, make a note of that. There's probably... I'm a monk. I yeah. Know. Uh, Kulkat turns to one of the nearby miners and says, do you know anything about these guys? What's the story with these guys? Oh, they come around from time to time. They cause trouble. This is the most violent I've seen yet, but, you know... Always try to convert people. Real pain in the neck. Where are they oh. from? Um, I mean, I don't know. Around? They don't live in town. Can I make a history check about the Black Sun? Please do, QRs. I got a 12. You are not familiar with that term as a... I, I shall also do order. a history check. Yeah. Um, very catchy for a song, though. I mm. got a 21. I... Uh, uh, Samson, you feel confident that that is not like an established religion or uh, uh, practice that you are familiar with. It's not a registered uh, so prob- cult. It's an unregistered cult. <laughs> unregistered <laughs> cult, yeah. So it's we're probably... Cult, cult inspectors. <laughs> I mean, probably <laughs> oh, no. it is something local and small and perhaps recent uh, because it is not a uh, uh, kind of not one of your big name cults. So I, I rolled a three to a religion check. Uh yeah, they seem spooky. Maybe they were vampires. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So it's kind of an an indie cult. It's mm, a new yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. I, did I mention uh, there's a lot of a lot of dwarves here? You probably haven't heard of them because they're very underground. Oh. You like indie cults? Name three of their tenants. Mm. <laughs> uh, Thamia goes back to finish her stew. Dwarves right. are more into rock music, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna go outside and try to find the 
the people, I don't know that they're cultists yet. I'm going to find the people who are not dead and mm-hmm. try yeah, to tie them, them up. Tie them All up right. and question them. Yes. Great. So uh, outside of the Falling Rod Tavern, there is basically just a collection of corpses kind of heaped. And then uh, two uh, badly injured cultists who are knocked unconscious, who have been kind of just leaned against the bar. <laughs> um, they have not been uh, they have not been secured yet because <laughs> because the the woman who runs the Falling Rod uh, Tavern is not a law enforcement officer, I guess. Um, and you know they saw several of their friends murder. They've learned a lesson. So yes, there are two uh, two unconscious, badly injured cultists um, hanging out there. Which is to say, lying on the ground, uh, unconscious. Okay, I'm going to tie them up. All right, they are tied up. What are you using to do that? I have some rope, if you'd like it. I'm, I'm I've got use... some silken rope. I do. Ah, silken rope, buddies! <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone hand me some silken rope, That's please. That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not weird at all. Unfortunately, we've caused the DM <laughs> to die. Oh, no, we killed Tony! Oh, no. Oh gosh! No. Accomplished. Mm. <laughs> we we can compare rope later. <laughs> Lee, you have tied up two unconscious cultists. I have so many questions. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna stand for here and wait until they wake for up. For yeah. Samson and QRS. Yes. We, we get we get a yes. box every month with a different rope in it. <laughs> Rope of the month, yeah. Rope of the month club. Um, Lee, do you want to inspect these uh, these cultists, either kind of visually or medicinally? Sure. I'll do a a medicine check, I guess. Sure. Hmm, 18. All right, you you study uh, these cultists. The two that have been not unconscious, even though they are only unconscious, look extremely unwell like they're they're humans um but their skin is just it's it's very kind of pale and they've got these dark dark circles under their eyes they're the um the the eyes themselves are kind of like bloodshot with but not with red but with streaks of black and has kind of a glassy look to it and there's um they're they're you you're just kind of looking at these guys uh, these these cultists trying to figure out what might be wrong with them um their uh, their mouths are kind of their lips and tongues are stained with some kind of dark black substance that it looks like they must have imbibed or eaten or something. It's very strange. Uh, and then of course you know they are their their uh, their wardrobe is very strange. It seems like their clothes are basically based uh, you know burlap sacks that have been attempted to turned into cloaks and pants. Very poorly, and then of course the most signature thing—they have uh, these black circles painted on their chests with tendrils of black sneak sinking out uh, to their shoulders and stomachs. Uh, that appears just to have been done with a uh, mundane, um, mundane paint. Um, the uh, uh, one of the cultists uh, has a the uh, you think it was probably the first one that stabbed the uh, the first miner in the back of the neck. Uh, the other one's daggers are kind of normal run of the mill some of them even look like they've just like a cooking knife that has been uh like twisted to make it look more dangerous but one of them did have a uh a dagger that was rather ornate it's got like a black opal set in the pommel and that's worth uh, a good 50 gold pieces you figure and that's yours now yeah um so a little bit of time passes and uh uh one of the cultists seems to be kind of kind of waking up are we all just hanging out in the bar waiting yeah, I oh. think you're waiting. Can I Perhaps tell 
Can I tell what it is that they ingested? Is there... Aaron, not sure. Something weird. Okay. So the uh, the cultist wakes up. Who dares challenge the Black Sun? What is the Black Sun? It is the true way. It is the truth that will be revealed to all of you. Reveal it to me now. Give me my dagger and I will show you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just laugh. Yeah, you should. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, will fall before us. The black sun will devour you all. He struggles. He struggles (laughs) kind of pathetically in his well-tied binds. What have you been eating? Why are you... Like this? Why are you like this? (laughs) Mom, it's fine. Come on. (laughs) You do not know the truth. I will tell you nothing. Be gone, infidel. Uh, You're the one tied up. (laughs) (laughs) He starts moving his legs like he's walking away, which he's, you know, tied up on the ground. He may he may not be entirely aware of his predicament. Okay. Um is the other one awake yet? Sure. Yeah. Is he any more forthcoming? Be gone! Yeah. The black sun will devour you all. In a slightly different tone, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um Okay. Tell me more about the black sun. Like where can I go to learn more about the black sun? Go to Black Sun. Where, where, yeah, where, <laughs> where do you come from? I, I want to learn more. I'm very interested in you have your pamphlet? newsletter. Please, yeah, yeah please, <laughs> please tell me more. I'd like to Is sign up. Is there a webinar a video we could watch? I would like to be devoured by the Black yeah. Sun, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Five Black Sun recruits coming right up. <laughs> yes, we were once followers of the of the High Sun, but we have seen the truth. The Does that any of this any make familiar? sense to anybody? Um, why don't you roll a history or religion check? 14 history. 14. You know, um, it occurs to you as you kind of wandered into town, uh, that there is a kind of generic, uh, uh, temple to a, uh, a sun god, um, or to a church of light, you know, one of your, one of your classic all around good, good religions. And that there was a sign there that was the church of the high sun. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to hit them both with my quarterstaff between the eyes knock him out again recommend to the tavern keeper that she um call the sheriff there's no sheriff here there's no sheriff here all right what do you do with people like this uh you know the uh darreneth deals with them eventually we could i wonder if we could let them go and follow them back to wherever Mm -hmm. they came from that's smart can we put a tracker on them (laughs) Yeah, uh, around the sun, uh, there's a bit. There's uh, 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 several uh, important-looking dwarves arrive at the uh, falling rod in. Uh, they they seem to have kind of a commanding presence. Uh, all the all the miners in the uh, the tavern look up when they arrive. Uh, there's basically um, a uh, uh, let me read a description of her. Um, the middle dwarf is a, a middle-aged dwarf with silvery black hair, rough complexion. Uh, she's got kind of the bearing of a miner, but cl- looks more like she probably hasn't worked in a little while, and she has lots of kind of gold and gems uh, worked into her various, um, you know, like, like what's the right word? Accessories uh, that she has. She is flanked by two uh, younger, burly-looking kind of bodyguard types. Uh and you get the sense that this is probably Deremith Deep Fathom, the woman who sent for you. So um, Samson is always keen to remind people that he went to Dwarf University. Mm. <laughs> so 
he i think go dwarves yes <laughs> dwarf university mascot are the dwarves they're not even the miners or something nope <laughs> Ganon. Techni- technically tony technically they're the fighting dwarves Fighting dwarves. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan, you're thinking of University of Dwarf in the next oh. state over. They're, that, sorry. They're, that, they, sorry. that hasn't been a university for very the long. Dwarven School of Mines. He's thinking of yeah. the, the Dwarven School of Mines has a totally yeah, different DSM. mascot. Yeah, the Miners. DSM. The Miners. Uh, the miners. Uh, um, so Samson will go up and say in probably not the best Dwarvish. In, in Broken uh, Dwarvish. <laughs> in dwar- Broken Dwarvish. Um, you know, uh, can you tell us what's going on with these people? Is this common here? Are you the adventurers I sent for? Of course. Let's get a uh, let's get a booth and talk business. Uh, I summon over all. Uh, all right. Yes. The rest uh, of the party in common. Several uh, several of the miners seem to clear out of a corner booth uh, without hesitation, uh, and you all kind of crowd in. Uh, Darrenith, uh stands kind of at the end of the booth uh, and and addresses you all. Look. I've heard good things about you. Well, I've heard things. <laughs> well, the important thing is that you're here. Uh, I'm having trouble with my mining operation here. I need some people to deal with it. And you're available. I'm willing to pay handsomely because it's dangerous work and you will be taken care of. Um, any questions? In flawless dwarvish, mm. I, I ask, what kind of work and what kind of trouble have you been seeing? Well, we've been having trouble with my mine. Only business here in town worth a damn employs all these layabouts, and they're they're getting surly. Um, but there, something down there has been attacking my miners. We've had some accidents before. Mining's dangerous work. Things things happen, but something something's attacking them. My best miner burned alive. Never seen anything like it. Uh, I had to shut down the mine. It's been capped off. Almost two weeks now. I need someone to go down there and investigate. Well, you know what they say. Mine is money. Uh, Oh, you said burned alive? Incinerated. Incinerated. That's so much better. Uh, What other kind of attacks have you seen? Have they been all fire related or there been other types of attacks? Uh, Something's been killing people down there. A lot. a, A couple. A bunch just disappeared. Not uncommon, not unusual in the mining operation, but too much. Workers are getting spooked. Spooked workers, they don't work good. Is there anyone that's been injured but recovered? Um, or is everyone dead and or disappeared? Pretty much. You get in trouble down there, there's, there's no coming back. Have you considered sealing the mine off? The mine is sealed off. I need something done about that. Have your workers been collecting any small sort of gold balls that you might think would be deposits but are actually potentially eggs no ah, strange, strange question but i appreciate that that's that kind that's of unorthodox yeah. i've seen that happen before. that's that kind of outside the box thinking we need here at deep fathom how much are there's you... a there's no mo- there's no gold in that mine what w- what is there oh well we mine it's a a uh, particular unusual substance. The uh, the alchemists pay heavily for it. It is uh, it's called void water. Would this be a void black liquid by any chance? Uh, why don't you roll? Uh, get somebody. I don't know. Arcana. 
I can do an arcana. Something like that on the idea of a void water. 14. Uh, 14 plus 5. Natural 20. 19. All right. Uh, Anyone who got lower lower than 20, they've heard of it. Um, uh, Lee, you are familiar with it, that it is a powerful, very powerful component uh, that alchemists would use. It is extremely rare and extremely expensive. It's a reagent that people, they would use uh, in their various scientific work. Uh, you are not really familiar with the properties of it, uh, in part because it is unusual for anyone to have any of it in any kind of large quantities. Um, but it is a kind of a powerful, you know, the, do they have the word chemical in Dungeons and Dragons? Um, it's they a, do a power, reagent. They, yeah, it's a powerful substance. Uh, and probably usually going along with the word powerful when we're talking about reagents is the idea of dangerous. So that's what okay. you know, Lee. I I relay that to everybody. Yeah. Well, seems like you know a little bit about it. Maybe that'll help you down there. One of the most important things you should know, it reacts negatively in the presence of a light. So that's an issue. Sounds negatively like how? Well, I'm just saying you shouldn't take very many lights down into the mine. That's the best you can do to prepare us? Indeed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, do you know anything about these weirdos who came in and started stabbing people? Oh, they've been around for a while. This is a little bit more violent than usual. Um, most of them former employers of mine. Um, I don't know. Mines attract all kinds of strange folk come out here looking to find a new life for themselves. And, uh, you know, not everybody's fit to go down into the darkness and come out. Some of them get these weird ideas into their head. Is this a cult or a union? Uh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. My employees are unionized. I'm proud of that fact. And it is, uh, it is at the behest of the union that I capped the mine and have sent for adventurers such as yourself to return things to the level of safety we expect. I'm not going to lie. Mining is dangerous work and I pay a dangerous amount for that. People die, people disappear, but what we're dealing with now is not usual. I lost my own brother in a mining accident here, and, well, you know, we un- I understand the price people pay as much as anyone. So you're prepared to pay a dangerous amount of money for us to go down there, is what I you're saying? Indeed I am. Let us, let us discuss that so we can finalize our arrangements. You give, give us a number. 100 gold pieces. Each? A person. <laughs> yes. For the collective group of you. Mm. Mm. Tony, is that a fair price? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what did you get paid for your last job we got lots of gold bars yeah a bag of rats chest full of gold bars everything those bandits had the different adventures had different outcomes <laughs> yeah significantly different i think samson and cool cat like quietly put the gold bars back in their pocket. <laughs> I will, uh, I will Why do you carry those around? <laughs> I will have um, persuasion. Uh, and, I would yeah. say, uh, so give me uh, some kind of wisdom check, uh, Kyuyaris, on in terms of how you feel about that money. I can insight check? Yeah. 18. You know, 18, 100 gold pieces is a lot of money. Uh, I mean, I think specifically you were paid, like, I forget, maybe 5 or 10 for, for dealing with those bandits, right? Um uh, because that was not, you know, just for dealing with the bandits on the road on the way to White Sparrow. So 100 is a lot. Um, and, you know, 20 gold pieces each would go a long ways. Uh, that said, this does seem like a dangerous uh, undertaking. 
And uh, Darinith does seem like she is relatively well off. Perhaps she could afford more than this. I'll try to talk perhaps, her up to 200 gold. Perhaps substantially more than this. Yes. Would you like to do some persuasion? Yeah, Kukrat would like ours? to persuade as well. All right. So why don't uh, you're helping uh, cool cat. So you're going to provide advantage to Kyuaris's persuasion check. Kyuaris, roll a persuasion and describe to me what your persuasion looks or sounds like. Okay. Uh, Kyuaris leans in and says, you know, we would be happy to do this job for you. We would be honored to be the ones to save your miners. But uh, I must confess that we have certain expenses that need to get the adventuring life. It is not a cheap one. Uh, that we have many expenses, we must uh, sharpen our weapons, we must uh, replace our damaged armor, we must get new strings for our banjos. And, and other supplies, miscellaneous supplies. See, I'm helping. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> the boomerangs. <laughs> come what? cheaply to adventurers such as ours, but I know you want the best, and when you want the best, you must pay for the best. So, shall we say 200 gold pieces? QRs? Sixteen. Who, who can say and then Cool Cat helps again. Who can who will save this mine? Who can get to the bottom of what is going on? Who can figure out what is going on with the cultists as well? Who can get the economy of this village back on track for answers to questions such as these? You have to hire us. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought the episode was about to be done. <laughs> I thought I thought I was done. I was great. I was like really enjoying that. QRS? Cool, is cool cat fellow your straight shooters i appreciate that 200 gold pieces is a fair price to pay for adventures such as yourself should ask for more yeah she agreed yeah. well too quickly no 200 is totally reasonable and that is uh i will see that that is set aside uh for you or your next of kin should you not return please leave that information with my office um Anything Thanks. else I can answer for you to provide you with the resources you need. It is important that we get this mine back and running as soon as possible. It's important for me. It's important for the people. It's important for Deep Fathom. It's good for America. Do you have some sort of map or schematic of the mine tunnels as they are currently excavated? Yeah. She provides you with a map of the mine tunnels. They're surprisingly not that elaborate. There's basically... Uh, you know, a central shaft that drops down into a huge cavern uh, that was probably that appears to be natural. It's got both stalagmites and wait for it, stalactites. Um, and there's marked on that. There's several uh, basically p- pools of uh, of void water that they have been collecting from, and there are basically a zillion little uh, uh, um, side passages off of that. But the the mine itself is a relatively simple layout. Uh, in terms of its one giant, big, open ca- uh, cavern. The challenge, of course, being with uh, a limited ability to use lighting, uh, right. a giant, empty cavern is uh, can feel quite so small. Cool Cat uh, asked if there's any special equipment that they use that we could we could avail ourselves of that will allow us to navigate the mine, and also if there's if she has a an expert or a foreman or somebody who's well versed in the mine who might be able to be a guide to us. Uh, the could come with us. I can't afford to lose any more people. Uh, you all are expendable. That's why I'm paying the 200 gold pieces. <laughs> I will provide you with... We got plenty of miners' caps that aren't being used right now. Right? You have uh, any mining rope? Uh, I got some quality <laughs> mining rope. Great. Um, 
It's it's like normal rope, but it's kind of gravelly texture. Um, <laughs> Both Samson and Q sort of looking yes. the rope. So the and... uh, the mining caps are basically uh, metal hats that have uh, a very uh, low version of the light cantrip cast on them. They provide very the equivalent of very dimly lit candlelight only in your illuminating only your immediate area. I don't know if anyone has low light vision who would. I do. I can I see in the dark sixty feet. So you, in fact, would not want one of these hats. It would, yes, I take it off and throw it to the ground. Yeah, I, yes. would it? And I have a, a light as a cantrip, so I can light our way. And and though there light is up potentially, you have been cautioned against using light in the mine. Um, Any anyway, form of yes. light? It's not, it's not flame. It's light. Oh it's wow! Okay. Light. Dang. So, uh, would that count against count as armor for me, or would that just be a? It's just a. It's no, that's it's a hat. Just, it's just because yeah, armor. I don't want it. Yeah, just okay. a hat. Just, okay, just, right. it's just a hat, monk. Chill, my new, chill. Wow, my new this hat I looks re- awesome. I have standards. Hmm. Yeah, it says cool cat. They're very low. The uh, new spell I replaced my outgoing spell with is really light based, so that's gonna go. <laughs> well, it could be really useful for <laughs> a dramatic know. explosion. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, it may go badly. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to gather any inform- additional information from Dareneth or from the other uh, people hanging out here? In the Falling Rod Tavern. I, I would like to gather eight hit points back at some point. Um, oh, I can. I can. Uh, you have time to take a short yeah, rest. Yes. Could... Get a, a uh, spend your hit dice. Okay. Um, while we're spending a short rest. Uh, can, and, and, can... You, and Kathy, take an extra D6. Uh, okay. Because of the Song of Rest. I presume we can't double up on that. <laughs> that no, I don't think so. probably like cheating. One of us is playing uh, the Song of Rest. <laughs> One jazz plus jazz equals jazz. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't help but but chime in. I mean, yeah. it's a jam you, session. You do the but... do the backbeat. Yeah. I have right. eleven of fifteen hit, hit points. Do I want to spend a hit die? Yes, I do. That's, yeah. I mean, percentage wise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I was gonna spend this time while we're sort of resting, circulate among the rest of the patrons, and just sort of like. Can I start just like jump in and out of conversation see if anybody's sure. heard yeah. about this or anybody and has I, stories? I'm doing the same because um, Cool Cat, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but Cool Cat's uh, background trait is he's a folk hero. And his oh, specialty, because <laughs> he is, Cool Cat is a hero, because uh, he saved those kids that one time. And okay. his feature is rustic hospitality. Because he comes from the ranks of the common folk, he fits in among them with ease. And he has a very, very extremely high charisma. So Cool Cat's going to also, chat right. with the miners and see if he can pick up anything else. <laughs> My feature is the exact opposite. It's bad <laughs> reputation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are good like cop, one half. Cop. Oh my god! One half. Right. Right. Good you're bard, one bad half. bard. You're one I half a lot of a boy bad band. bard, worst um, bard. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of Joan Jet covers too. Yeah, I guess I'll go persuasion. Mm. Great, I rolled an eight. I got a fifteen. All right, Qyaris, is there anything particular that you're trying to like suss out via small chat, small talk, small chat, small talk from these? <laughs> I only have small chat. Um, I would like to find out if any of them have any additional details about the attacks that happened. So you you uh you know you sidle up to some miners and you know you're they just kind of insert yourself into the conversation, listening at first. You know, miners. Some of the miners are eager to get back to work. They're not making any mother any money until they do. Others are have sworn off mining altogether. They're never going to go back down there. Too many have died. Um, it sounds like that at this point there are dozens of miners that have died. 
uh, in the time since the mine has opened. And though some of those deaths are, uh, seem like they are accidents, um, other people have, uh, just disappeared and never be, never been found. And that is, uh, that is unusual. Uh, over on the other side of the bar, uh, Cool Cat, uh, you are, you are kind of dropping into conversations. Anything particular you are interested in learning, learning about? I'm really tuned into the miners who've been in the mine and like things they may have noticed or strange things that are going mm. on that might give us some, uh, a leg up when we are descending into the mine, like ways to work around the, without the light and all of that. And just that kind of thing. You know, the, uh, you, you managed to kind of, uh, hang out with some, some of the elder miners and they're, they're talking about void water. There's some younger miners there and they're kind of, kind of taking them to school on that. And it, you know, it sounds like that the main thing about void water, it's this, it's this very powerful chemical that commands a huge amount of, uh, of value, uh, in the alchemist market. Um, but it can be very strange and unpredictable. Uh, the miners are, you know, worried about the, uh, the long-term effects of exposure to it. Um, and you know, some of them suggest to the younger folks that, you know, get in, get paid and, but don't, don't, don't think you're going to do this for too long. Uh, because it, there, there are kind of rumors that it has, uh, physical and psychological effects just from the, the fumes and being around it. Um, uh, cool. was that, uh, can- yeah, cool cat actually asked, did you see those cultists earlier? Do you think they've been drinking the void water? Why would anyone drink void water? It's incredibly expensive. That doesn't make any sense. They're cultists. You look like you've never been down in a mine in your life. That's not look true. Look at those look at those soft furry hands. <laughs> mascot hands. The mascot hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tony, I'll just remind you I'm a rustic hospitality folk hero. They love me. They love me. The 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 uh, four four miners elbow that one surly miner and say, Hey, 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 that's that's cool cat we're talking about here. <laughs> He he mines our hearts each and every night with those songs. Also, he was in a mine like about a week ago. So, um, no, d- forget that guy. He's a he's a jerk. He's always been a jerk. Cool cat, we love you. We love a you. Did my, did, uh-huh. Well, did, I, the story of us invading that other mine and and rescuing the uh, the. The, the the trunk full of gold bars must have spread That's literally the only thing you're famous for is going into a mine. Yep. What, I don't know what that guy's <laughs> I don't know what that guy's problem. Folk hero. Okay. Yeah. Um, cat signed some yeah. autographs. So well, his uh, mascot hands you know, it's just a funny yeah. little line, but yeah. they know it's from Cat. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the the cult of the Black Sun, they've been hanging around for a while. They seem to be uh I don't know, they're all former miners. But like you know, they the the darkness got to them, and they didn't want to be miners anymore. And you know, just just layabouts, not looking to put an honest day's work in. I figure uh, a lot of them seem, I think, are uh, former members of the Church of the High Sun too. Not sure what that's about. Not a member myself. All right. Thanks for being here, Cool Cat. We love you. Well, we could go visit the church. We could go visit the Church of the High Sun, or we could go straight into the mine. I want to go to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Probably sounds like Wham. a smart thing to do. All right. Or half of us could go down. No, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that sounds like a great idea. Half of us can go down. Half of us can stay eating stew and drinking Maybe ale. that once yeah. once we get down into the mine, half of you, one quarter of you can go to the left, one quarter of you can go to the right. Yeah, um, it'll be perfect. Cut to two hours later in the depths of the pit, completely surrounded by darkness, is Cool Cat. And he just shouts, hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> a, million, a million cartoon red eyes open in the darkness around him. <laughs> Cut to Cool Cat lapping at a pool of uh, void water. 
All right, this is a mini adventure, and so we move quickly. The (laughs) Church of the High Sun is not hard to find. You know, in this shanty town of Deep Fathom, there's really not a lot of businesses, not a lot of structures that are not uh, homes for the miners and their families. Um, Though the Church of the High Sun is not large, the quality of the construction suggests significant wealth went into it, whereas many of the other structures here in Deep Fathom are just wood and really just kind of like boards stacked together. Uh, the Church of the High Sun is a uh, a rather uh, small but majestic looking stone structure. Um, there are statues of angelic figures uh, adorning the front door, uh, their heads and arms raised to the sun, worship by the church followers. Inside, beyond rows of wooden pews, a huge crystalline sphere hangs from the ceiling, turning to send a kind of kaleidoscope pattern of rainbow hues along the walls. More angelic statues stand along the edges of the nave, hands outstretched. The altar of the church is a large block of quartz that glows with an internal light. Uh, There is a priest here. It looks like he is just wrapping up uh, his ceremony. Uh, Let me show you a quick map. Uh, There is just a handful of of worshippers here for, uh, I guess, kind of like early evening uh, religious celebrations. So there is up at the, 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 the altar, there's kind of a... You know, I mean, he he probably a little has to be older than he looks, kind of baby-faced uh, priest, and he is giving a sermon, and he says, The dangers are in the shadows and the darkness beneath the earth. Only the purification of the high sun will cleanse you and lead you to the light. Miners, you may go down there, but you must return to the church of the high sun and be shown the light. Steer clear of the darkness. Oh, I see we have some some newcomers joining us. Please, there are many seats available. Let's sit down. Thank you. I'm gonna sit up <laughs> in the front row. Yeah. All right. Get a good view. Teacher's pet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he continues uh, his kind of fervent uh, preaching. Uh, Let these deaths of these miners serve as a warning of the darkness and the danger that lurks within the mines. The mines are the path to wealth, but not the path to enlightenment. For that, you must come here to the Church of the High Sun. You have found the way and welcomed the High Sun into your life, but your friends and family are not yet here, and it is your task. I charge thee to bring them here and show them the light." The darkness beneath us cannot stand before the light, no matter how threatening it is. But you must not go to the darkness. Welcome the light into your hearts and into your lives and let it fill you with the truth. We're just respectfully quiet during this whole sermon. The the six people there seem really into it. Uh, He continues on, kind of, kind of hit the same beats over and over again. Um, And, uh... And and then things kind of trail up, and the uh, there seems now to be a, a, a kind of a moment uh, or a, a period of of silent prayer for the uh, the people at the uh, um, at their pews. Uh, the priest kind of uh, steps off the big block of quartz that is the the altar here, and uh, and greets you warmly. Ah, adventurers, please welcome to the Church of the High Sun. I trust the light finds you well today. So, uh, what's the deal with the whole, uh, high sun thing, huh? 
The high sun is the light. It is a light that washes over all of us. You will be safe and protected here. Feel the warmth of the light, my friend. Does he, he go all his... the way down to the mines? Uh, the mines are a place of darkness. I encourage you not to go there, adventurers. But you look like people who uh, travel through the woods and the fields and the swamps. You wouldn't be caught dead down in a dark, spooky mine. Hopefully any not. Sense in you. What do you know about the black sun? Um... Well, I've, I I don't know very much about that at all. Can't can't say I help you. I know about the high sun, my friend. It's the I'm only like, sun you need. I'm rolling insight on that, <laughs> and I'm gonna do. Can I? I'm gonna do persuasion to persuade. No, mm. sure, we know certainly that uh, some have uh, from your your place here have uh, fallen have, have have fallen under the thrall of the of the of the black sun, and we think it's bad. We don't like it. Either. We, we, we want yes. to understand the light, and to understand the light, you also have to understand the darkness. I watched uh, that Did movie. somebody roll insight? Um, <laughs> I did. It was a nine. And I did persuasion <laughs> and got a 15, it looks like. Uh, he seems he seems great, Kiyaris. Uh, uh, cool Cat, you rolled a persuasion. He said, well, I, I'll be honest with you. It is some of my followers have gone a different way, and we hope that, you know, Wherever their journey might take them, it will eventually lead them back to the light. But it is true, some some poor souls, they have gone down into the darkness, and they have embraced that darkness, and they have turned their back on us. I think there's a boomerang metaphor in there somewhere for mm. Kunkat. <laughs> what goes around comes around, they say. They do say that, sir. And sometimes they never return. Only the most wayward of souls. Folks, sure, they've been to some of our services, but not not those I know well, not those who have welcomed the light into their hearts. Is it always when people turn their back to the light and start worshipping the black sun, is it always miners? Well, or you can't throw a rock here without hitting three miners. This is this is deep fathom. It's all miners, friend. Miners or you got, got a very a little bit family and there. children of miners is uh, <laughs> is what we have here, and of course me preaching the good word and the uh, the tavern keeper. But it's it's really it's a mining town, friend. We got miners. Have any of your parishioners uh, been attacked or no victims of these attacks that have supposedly been happening in the mines? Well, I think they, uh, I, I, I can't say that I know for sure, but my understanding is most of the people that r- run afoul of the darkness in the mines never come back. Do you, do you have a theory as to what is down there? I, I, there is darkness there. Could darkness that will specific? corrupt their souls and their hearts, and they should leave the mine sealed off and never tamper with these forces that we do not understand. Does darkness what often incinerate people? Is that I think that darkness comes in every many forms. That darkness, it is the void water that I do not trust. I think it seeks oh. to poison our hearts and our minds, and we should best not trifle with Why? it. Why would you say that? Can I roll an insight to see if what whether we think this guy is telling the truth or telling us everything? Sure, go for it. Sixteen plus three, nineteen. He seems kind of dodgy, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was the impression yeah. I was getting. Yeah, I th- I I feel like uh, Samson now is on the same page as James. <laughs> so. So, sort of... It's just a theory about the void water. I am not a scientist. I am a holy man. What's a a scientist? Well, (laughs) 
or an alchemist, or a scientician. These are not the path I walk. I walk the path of the light and the truth, and I will not speculate further on the nature of this void water, for it is not mine on which to speculate, and I want not to do with it. You will not find me beneath the surface. I am here in the warmth and the safety of the light, and if you know anything, you will stay here uh, where it is safe, and someday you will leave this town and for it is a wicked place. Why? Oh, okay. I, I have, I, mm, um. <laughs> yes, my child. <laughs> so if the mine is closed and there are miners who depend on the mine to live here, what happens when all of your parishioners leave? Well, then my work is done and I can leave myself. I'll be free. I will not leave until the last miner turns to the light and walks away from this place. I will put myself out of business and be proud and happy for it, for I will have done good works and my deed will be done. What could be better? And what did you say were behind those doors behind you there? Oh, well, just uh, my private quarters. Nothing exciting there. Hmm. Interesting. Could we have a look? Um, We're, We're very interested in architecture. And you seem to have the best building in town. We're Perhaps after services. I am. I am busy. I should continue with my my uh, oh, my sermon. Short. Listen, you, buddy, you just keep going. Gonna, we'll just have a let look. Let's go back there right now. He says, and I roll a twenty-three intimidation. Mm. Wow! Wow! I I don't want any trouble. Uh, he uh, walks over and opens the uh, the door uh, to the side chamber here, and there's a pretty shabby looking uh bedroom with a uh a desk and a chair and you know kind of a wood uh sun motif uh carving on the wall um looks honestly kind of kind of depressing well that's one door door number door two. number two i don't want any trouble and he shows you into a uh a, a a back room there's there's some crates Ooh. uh looks like there's some shelves with various kind of uh, ornamental objects that they must use for various rituals. It's very oh. dusty. Okay, I'll just roll a quick perception check, which was 15 plus uh, 2, 17. Um, you know, it looks, uh, uh, it looks dusty, looks shabby. Um, let me just see if you notice anything else. What's in the crates? Yeah. Hey, stay away from there. You start poking through the crates. Uh, the crates are filled with straw to protect uh, some various kind of uh, fancy uh, candles and uh, uh, sun-themed um, uh, objects. Merchandise. Um, For the gift shop, yeah. Cool Cat yeah. is investigating uh-huh. the office and his work. Okay. Space. Yes. Let's split the party. Well, I mean, we're like next door to each other. It's okay. Yeah, I, I think know. we're okay. It's a minor split. Perception? Uh, yeah, wrong. Eight. <laughs> wow, this place looks great. <laughs> um... Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I have shown you my quarters. You have been, you've seen the secrets of the Temple of the High Sun. I must insist you leave now. <laughs> the crates are the secrets. In a way, the crates <laughs> are the secrets. <laughs> the sky is flailing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I you think... must, you must leave. Several of the uh, the worshippers have left the pews and are making their way over to you. I think we've seen everything we yeah. need to see here. Yeah, I here. think we're good. I think we've got quite a... We'll just uh, we be can friends, on our way. Your, friends, you're upsetting the police, out. the Paris. You should the leave. Paris. The police? 
<laughs> the police priest. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, th- I think Q is happy to yes. sidle his way yeah. out of the temple. Yeah, this, this is clearly a sketchy operation, but yeah. we're not sure quite how sketchy. How, sketch. how, how, how much Bureau. do people tithe in this church? Um, like, I don't why? know. Do you want to leave some coins? No, I really <laughs> don't, know. Okay, the opposite. We're trying to figure out how We're, we're going to see if there's off. any yeah, coins like, we I wanna, can take. I, know, I want to know what the scam is. Yeah, you did. Yeah, there was. Uh, I would say, uh, Cool Cat did notice in the um, uh, shabby uh, office there was a like an iron uh, lockbox on the desk. Ooh, mm. okay. presumably Lock be where they box. they would keep the uh, you know proceeds. One, two, three, four, five, six, and a priest. Mm. Okay, we yeah. could totally take them, but I think yeah, that's what I'm go. thinking. Non-violent. I mean. I I don't know if that's something that we need to do. But is it something we want to do? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I'm good to head to the mine. That's my all right. priority. Yeah. All right, fine. The graphic of the mine He's is just so uh, sketchy. Just further down. Um, we we'll we can always freeze when we come back. Yeah, yeah, it's like the giant hand. It'll be here when we get back. Yes. <laughs> Giving us headaches. All right, and so you decide to head over to the mine shaft. It's not hard to find in the tiny mining settlement of Deep Fathom. Uh, rising far above any of the structures is an elaborate kind of setup of uh, mining equipment with gears and pulleys that seem set up to both uh, lower people and raise um, uh, dirt and cargo and people up out of the mine shaft. Um, a huge brass cap covers the mouth of this huge mine shaft. Um, and there's various machinery in place to hold the cap in place. Uh, Dareneth and her bodyguards are waiting for you. And as you come kind of trudging down the, uh, the hill into the area where the mine shaft is, uh, she signals her workers and the sound of, of gears grinding as the machinery leaps into action and the cap is lifted, uh, lifted to reveal the mine shaft. There is kind of a breeze of hot and foul smelling air wafting up from the mine shaft. Yum. Awesome. As you approach the shaft itself, you can see uh, the sides of the shaft. It's quite big. It's, you know, some of you probably lived in houses that are narrower than the mine shaft. Um, And they are, they have a basket in place to lower you. Uh, like the basket below a balloon, you know, a basket that holds multiple people. The sides of the mine shaft kind of look slick and almost greasy, as if the mine shaft is sweating. Well, that's, that's not that's ominous gross. at all. All seems fine. Yeah. Can I just do a quick check of some kind on that? Like, what? Yeah. What is this? Yep. What would that be? Investigation? Or I'll just ask. Dan, I'm not rolling great. Seven on investigation. It looks weird, Dan. <laughs> Yep, looks weird. Am I doing a conlogist? Lee? Lee? I'm just gonna ask, like what's up why does it look so gross? Uh that's the sign of the void water, says Dareneth. It's the sign of the void water. Well, it's the leftover Got it. Elements of it. Okay. Samson? Uh I was gonna do an arcana check to see if there was anything magical I could determine from this. Do an arcana check. Sixteen. Mm, um you, it does seem like probably because void water is a magical uh, reagent that you know it, it, you recognize it as that, and the uh, the the uh, weird substance on the mine shaft seems now that's exposed to the light seems to kind of 
shimmer and flicker in the sunlight as if reacting to the uh the light so it doesn't seem to like the light noted Mm. any uh last requests says darinath sounds final i think we're let's go uh one of the uh the dwarven bodyguards shows you how to climb into the basket safely and that there is a kind of a rope and bell situation so that you'll be able to signal them when you're ready to be raised back up i'm sure that will work perfectly surely it will so they lower you deep into the mine i'm gonna reveal who has like dark or low light vision do we need to pay attention to that so they're not i think we've established it's samson and yeah the only one yeah i'm i'm the only one who can see so this is gonna be great the rest of you have your minors i have dark vision i'm a cat i have dark vision okay cool so those two go in front yep yeah cool cat at the front so the it it takes quite it takes a very very long time as the basket creaks and the ropes strain and you are slowly slowly lowered down an incredibly deep shaft it's hard to say how far you are uh beneath the surface um after a while the shaft opens up uh to reveal a cyclopean cavern of black uh this there's that kind of strange oily substance is staining the stalactites and stalagmites and dripping from them uh the curved walls of the chamber appear almost organic resembling the exposed ribs of a beast long dead as your uh faint miner's caps kind of uh illuminate the area where your your descend you can see pools of black oily liquid kind of bubbling on the cavern floor, um, all of them sending up tendrils of foul-smelling vapor um, into the mine. I uh, I think I see where this is going. <laughs> the basket hits the ground with a creak. You look at the bell that you're supposed to, or the rope that's attached to a bell way far, far above that you're supposed to ring and hope that that bell uh, works, and you stand in the middle of a huge cavern. Cool. Uh, I think Cool Cat and I will sort of look around and see what we can see for 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay. Give me a perception check. Okay. 19. Nice. 18. 18, 19. Uh, so you look around you. Uh, the cavern is quite large and extends basically in every direction. You're kind of at the southern side of it but it it goes quite a way south uh so there is i guess more cavern to the north of you than there is to the south and it's kind of kind of egg-shaped uh it's a little it's elliptical as opposed to circular um there are three uh basically areas where it's clear that they have been actively mining the void water and it has pooled into these uh um that they've been you know cutting into the earth and the void water has been draining into these three pools that are basically to the northeast northwest and due south of you uh so you take that in uh there's no obvious signs of movement uh it does smell strangely probably from the void water and other things here in the mine um but it is very quiet Hmm. there's no sign of uh cave life or anything like that in this cavern well i think it's all good yeah well, problem solved. Back yep. up top we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 200 gold, 10 minutes, done. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes or your pizza's cold. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, adventurers, what do you want to do as you wow. stand here by the safety of the basket? So, how far in each direction can you guys... 60. 68. So, in theory, about double what we are currently... Yeah, so oh, maybe, should I reveal more than maybe? Maybe you guys take like a sweep around the like perimeter too. How's that? Yeah. Oh, there we go. We have revealed the map to you. All right. Uh, cool Cat and um, uh, Samson, you notice uh, as you're kind of scouting around, taking in the lay of the land, there are these three large pools. You have not yet even gotten up to the edges of the chamber, which is kind of bewildering you know you can't see the ceiling of the chamber at this point it's so far above you and so dark um nor can you see any of the sides of the chamber but there are these three large pools that you can now take in around you and it seems like um you rolled well in perception i'll tell you you both feel like you sensed some kind of movement in the pool to the northeast okay uh we should avoid the pool to the northeast <laughs> Or we should go or, straight yeah. for the pool. Yeah. I'll stand here. <laughs> I, I, I listened to enough to hear Samson's battle tactics. Also. Right. Yeah. Just to stay Be far, far away. Room. <laughs> yeah. See, James, these things follow you. We record these. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you. Uh, yeah, we've all heard around the tavern back in White Sparrow. We've all heard tale of Samson Jotham yes. and his And his battle sound tactics. tactics. Yes. Um, all right, so the northeast, there's movement in that. Uh, yeah, in the pool. Invest- how, how stupid is it to investigate closer, I guess, is the next question. Yeah. Who's the least likely to fall in a pool and go evil? You. Or because more. you're not going to be anywhere near the pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know about, like, uh, fall in cool. the pool or whatnot, but I'm... Is cool, is cool Cat capable of feeling evil in his heart? Uh, yeah. Well, let's find out. Yes. Um, Drink this. But Cool Cat will get a little closer and try to see what is the source of the movement in the pool. All right. I'll Give me a new perception my... check, I'd say. Probably you have an advantage. My... Oh, yay. Already there. <laughs> it's still an eight. <laughs> All right. Cool Cat, you are staring at the pool. And so everybody else kind of, you know, there's this moment of horror as you see Cool Cat like leaning over, staring into the pool, and Cool Cat doesn't realize it, but like the surface of the pool is getting closer. Whoops, I moved the whole map. Uh, the <laughs> surface of the pool is getting closer to his face as basically a black, slimy thing rises up out of the pool and slaps Cool Cat in the face. Oh, uh, so- Cool Cat okay. is Tasha Yar Let me in this yeah, situation. I was say, cool Cat, what's I your favorite Star Trek The Next Generation episode? <laughs> I um. challenge you to a duel. Um, so, um, hold on. I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll a quick attack for this thing that you did not know was even there. I like and, to think that the thing took off like a glove that's also made of ooze and then yeah. used that to slap him across the face. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool Cat, you get uh, a, a pseudopod slaps in the direction of your face. Uh, 11 does not sound very threatening. Does not hit Cool Cat. All right. Uh, Lee, you are a little bit away. You've seen Cool Cat kind of crawl, not crawl, but creep over to uh, the edge of this kind of crater full of weird shimmery liquid. And then something in the crater just tried to slap him in the face as he rears back. (laughs) Mm, I don't want to touch it. I think what we need here is lots of light. (laughs) Because that will either work. I can make that happen. (laughs) Yeah. So can I. So I think we need to light this sucker up. Uh, This sounds like a terrible idea. 
Well, it's either a terrible idea or a brilliant idea. Do you want to wait for me? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't don't want to get close to it. I'm afraid that it'll... Explode. Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Is everyone cool if I light this guy up? Like, or are we like? Yeah. Go for I, it. I'm, I'm yeah, a safe I'm, distance yeah. away. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> all right. Uh, Qeris will step forward and uh, pull out the banjo and <laughs> strum a chord and say, "If we're gonna get into this fight, we're gonna need a little more light." And <laughs> He's going to cast Fairy Fire. Oh. 20-foot uh, cube. So I'll just plop it basically over the middle of the pool. Uh, so it should cap. I mean, 20 feet. It's got a, what, radius of 10? So it's going to should catch most of that pool, including that guy. Uh, everything within that 20-foot cube is outlined in, let's say, violet light. Ooh, pretty. All right. Um, violent light. Everything? Uh. Just define everything. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue-green or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. All right. Uh, The void water, there's kind of like, it's the void water does not seem to be um, flammable, but the fumes it puts off are... (laughs) Uh, and so you have basically cool. lit a torch in the middle of the a bonfire um in the middle of this this cavern L- fairy fire lights kind of streaks throughout all the things and Qyaris you hear weird shrieking coming from the north okay hmm. uh does it catch this this ooze must make a dexterity saving throw ooze must make a dexterity saving throw now let me just check um does this uh, attack have any keywords? It's uh, or what type of damage is it? it it's not damage. It's oh. just it's just it is an effect. All right. Uh, it rolled a six for its dexterity saving throw. All right, it fails for so it's outlined in light mm-hmm. for the duration. Objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a ten foot radius. Any attack, or this is the key part, any attack roll against an affected creature or an object has advantage if the attacker can see it. And the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. It's not invisible, but essentially anybody else wants to hit this, they're going to get advantage on it. This is concentration lasts up to a minute. Sounds good. So there you go. Now you can all see it and you've got a better chance of hitting it. Yeah, indeed. And we set everything on fire. Also that. Yes. What color Um, is your fairy fire? It's violet. Ah, these violet delights have violet ends. There we go. Mm. Uh, Lee. Uh, QRs has turned the horrible slime thing violet. Does that help you in any way? <laughs> it's so pretty now. I it is painted, so pretty. I painted the target for you. Thank you. I guess I'm. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go hit it with my quarter staff. Mm, I really don't want to. Okay, I'm gonna throw a dart at it. Okay, good choice. <laughs> uh, seven. Uh, seven hits. What? Wow! This thing. I mean, oh. don't don't feel so confident, people. This thing is really big, and it's glowing purple. <laughs> it's you know, you have just hit a barn, a barn that wants to eat you. <laughs> that is six points of damage. All right, um, your dart I'm... sinks into the the uh, horrible ooze. Yeah, and I'm not going to do an unarmed strike on it, so. <laughs> You don't I hope just, I can recover that. You don't dart. want to just stick your fist right into that thing. Super don't. 
Super don't. Thamia? Yeah. Um, so are we thinking that the ooze will, like, attach to something, which is why, like, you didn't want to use the quarterstaff? I don't I, – I have no idea. Okay. I We don't know – basically, we don't know the infection vector or yeah. if this is the thing Too that's real. infecting people, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and I don't I, have I want to be mask, clear. I went through all and... the, the uh, fantastic adventures just to check. Is there any adventure with, like, a plague or a quarantine in it? We're not, we're not playing that. Yes. Um, good choice. Very good, good. choice. Um, okay. You know what? I'm going to – To be fair, to be fair, Thamia, I don't think we know. You you okay. are yeah, level two I, characters. Yeah, uh, there's probably a lot of reasons to be extremely cautious when fighting a giant pile of ooze. But yeah. to a certain extent, you don't know. Yeah, so okay. that's, you have that's you have to decide what Thamia will do. Seems like lots of people are hesitating because they are uh, rightfully scared, but no one actually has information yet on how this thing is going to wreck. Yeah, um, we we also familiar. heard something from the north, didn't we? You did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, we might not want to throw all of our heavy Darts. spells yeah. at this. And I feel like Thamia isn't really afraid of a whole lot. Um, so she's going to use her long sword, which is long. So it's not a short sword. So it won't necessarily hit her hands. Um, but yeah, we're going to, I'm going to go in with my long sword uh, for. Uh, 15. All right. You stride up and basically chop at the the ooze. Um, what kind of damage is that? Slashing. That's what the so, little whoosh. You uh, triumphantly come up and attack the ooze and basically chop the ooze in half. Okay. Oh, no. Well, now you have two oh, problems. Do we have Sounds two great. Uh... You have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it seems basically you just give you give it a clean slice right in half. Uh, there is unfortunately kind of a spray of acid, uh, and you take four acid damage, Thamia. Uh... Um, also, your blade is starting to look corroded. Your blade yep. is going to take a minus one penalty to damage rolls. Um, that is permanent. Um, Aww. no! He loves his permanent status effects. And the uh, the 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 ooze, though there, there are, the ooze has been cut cleanly into two half oozes that look relatively content with their half ooze state. Thamia, do you want to do anything else? You could hit it with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm gonna kind of stand over here. All right, cool cat. All right, I'm going to back up, back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a good strategy. I'm going to. You guys are kind of flailing around in the darkness. Your la- your head lanterns like are shining beams all over the place Ooh. as you scamper we- backwards. I can see clearly in the dark, so I don't have the yeah. head lantern. Oh well, on. I mean, I, I guess Cool Cat has. Cool- I imagine Cool Cat has beams of light that come out of his giant mask. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so uh, it's boomerang time. We have advantage, you said, because of, of Dan's thing, right? And I will say that both halves of it are now lit up yeah. bright purple. Uh, well, that's great. That's a 10 versus AC. Uh, that hits. Which half of the slime were you going The one for? that's nearer to me. All right. Roll damage. Uh, seven. All right. And th- uh, that is a bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. damage. Yes. I will tell you, uh, your boomerang uh, funks into the slime in a kind of you know, kind of nice, uh, comforting, you know, solid sound, and then kind of dissolve, like, is absorbed into it. My boomerang! Well, you got six. Five. 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, I'm going to suggest that this is oh, pretty bad. In my, um, oh. by the way, I, I, I am going to look to the north and see if I see anything since we heard sounds coming from the north. All right. Um, you don't see anything, but you suspect that something to the north saw the fairy fire that ignited All right. everything. All right. Samson Jotham, there are two slimes endangering you and your friends now. There is an immense cavern. A cavern, it's possible, is so big that if you found the far wall of it, you wouldn't be able to see your friends with your short bow. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know at this point which direction to retreat in. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Probably, probably <laughs> not direction. north. <laughs> yeah. So that all cancels out. I have to kind of stay where I am. Mm. Mm. I mean... The thing is, I suspect there's something big and nasty at the top, but these subdividing... Uh, I would like to oozes... be clear, the thing that you're fighting now is pretty big and nasty. I mean, now it's medium-sized and nasty, but there's two of them. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm wondering if it can escape that puddle thing. Like, if we just leave it? Well, we're going to we find out trouble? soon. Yeah. You're yeah. going to find out real soon. It's turn is next. Okay. I, 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 this is my signature move. Mm-hmm. Run away! No, the other signature move. Throw an abacus. That, exactly. I, I've yeah. got. Um, there was a there was a point of bringing this entire backpack full of abacuses. Abacus. I think we went through this last time. Yep. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, we did. Please, please, Abakai is my father. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will attempt a catapult at this, um, which. They need to do a dexterity throw 13. No, they did not. <laughs> they didn't um, do it. They, they got a four. These things are kind of slow moving and big. Well, it's going to take uh, 3d8 damage. All right. An abacus and all of its parts. Um, and I'm, I, Which one are you targeting? The left one or the right one? Well, kind of in the middle between the two. Does this does catapult target an area or a uh, or a single double target? Check. They're right next to each other, so if it hits an area, it's possible to hit both of them. But I don't know if that's an area attack. Um, is it a creature or an area? Well, it flies in a straight line up to ninety feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground. Blah blah blah. If it impacts a creature, yeah, I think it's only going to hit one of yeah. them. So but it, you it? know it. It might go through and hit a bit of the other one. Well, so far, things that go into them dissolve into acid. Which one's your yeah. target? Uh, the front one. Front one. All right. Uh, 3d8. Five. Two. And uh, five again. So that's 12. All right. An abacus and parts rain down upon this ooze with magical intensity i assume that's probably bludgeoning damage it is indeed um so uh it looks uh, you know your your the bits of the abacus kind of sizzle as they hit it but somehow this pile of slime does look a- injured Ooh. it also looks angry <laughs> samson you done I move slightly closer back to where the the line is to take us back up the oozes do what they do best. They ooze out of the pool and attack the nearest adventures, oh which Uh-oh. appear to be Kyuyaris and Thamia. One Uh-oh. ooze each, no waiting. Dan, do you know the secret of the ooze? I was going to use that joke. 
Was that's not technically a ch- I'm more into Oz than ooze. Oh, okay. Uh, a pseudopod reaches out to slap Kyaris in the face. Obviously, he's a uh, a music fan. <laughs> Where's the bagpipe? Wow. I wanted the bagpipe. Uh, it is slow moving. Eight to hit. That will not hit a Kyaris. All right, Thamia, a pseudopod reaches for you. Uh, slightly more intimidating. Fifteen to hit. Nope. Okay. These things are slow, but I'll tell you, if they hit you, you'll be very sad. Uh, Kuyaris. So I assume if I tried to move right now, I would... In- it is engaged with you. Great. Disengaging then, I guess. All right. Uh, oop, that's a square. Look, I made a square of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Great podcasting. That's my, <laughs> that's my new move. Um, Dan, it's hip to make a square. <laughs> I'm going to disengage mm-hmm. and... Uh, is this a good square to be in, Samson? <laughs> this is the way up, so I'm kind of thinking, yeah. Are you in uh, the basket at this point? You're just yeah, near the- <laughs> uh, in the basket, and my hand is reaching for the rope, just in a kind of. Um, uh, let's see where this goes. I cannot do anything else attack wise but i can offer some bardic inspiration to someone who's coming up next lee what is your plan here i don't know how many darts i have a lot fewer Um, after this fight i'll tell you that yeah (laughs) like i'm definitely not hitting it with my quarter staff i need that to walk well stumble um well why don't you take a bardic inspiration okay one hey tony you can add any check attack roller saving throw okay um how many darts do you think I have? I don't know. A lot. I was just looking up. They're very cheap. So it seems like you probably... The internet... How, how many darts do you start with? Uh, the internet suggests that you start with 10 darts. Okay. So that seems like a to... good number of darts. It's okay. a, probably if you were recovering them after a fight, that would last you a long time. Um, it's probably... I don't think I'm recovering them after this fight. No. I'm I, looked at my, I looked at my inventory because the only range thing I have is dagger. And I was like, under quantity for dagger, it just says dash. <laughs> unlimited daggers dan dan you have one dagger okay all right so i i will go ahead then and oh wait i'm sorry did i did qrs do anything qrs ran away yeah and he gave me inspiration my action was to disengage so i could not do anything else lee so you are darting things i'm darting things i will tell you the slime on the left is way more injured than the slime on the right if it okay Do I have advantage? I have advantage on both of them, yeah, right? Yeah, because they're the, both purple. So. It's fairy fire, like, for a long time, Dan? It's a minute, so 10 Okay, minutes. so for the fight, yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna pull out another dart. Ooh, uh, that was, a I think, seven? I hit with a seven last time? You did. These are okay. not hard to hit. They're just awful. All right, so that is... Seven points of damage on the one that's already damaged. All right. Um, so you are, uh, just to paint the picture here, your five adventures are down here. Um, Samson and Kyuyaris have climbed back into the basket. <laughs> and we're prepared to leave you all. Thamia is by the edge of the uh, the huge uh, pool where the slimes are climbing out of, um, face-to-face with a slime. Cool Cat is not too far behind her. Uh, Lee is kind of standing halfway between the basket and the slimes. Lee, do you want to change your position? We've got room in the basket. <laughs> There's always room in the basket. There's probably no. room for two more slimes in that basket, too. No, I think... We could 
convince the slimes to get in the basket and then pull the rope. Oh. <laughs> Your problem now, dwarves. And then we just live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> problem No, I think solved. I'm just going to stay right here. All right. Thamia, you are face-to-face with a horrible pile of ooze. Yep. And, and so far, when you cut, do things, you use slashing damage, it seems not to hurt them so much as cut them in half. Yep. Creating more things that can attack you. Yep. Uh, Just, and and in fact, did damage to you. And all I have yeah, is you, slashing damage. I would suggest bludgeoning damage seems also maybe not great. I don't know. Well, budget, bludgeoning worked for the... It worked I guess for that the work for abacus, yeah. Or, yeah. And pier- yeah. piercing? Yeah, the boomerang. That's what a dart is, right? Yep. Yeah, piercing so seems okay. Just yeah. slashing. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much nothing because I don't want to touch it. Are there any rocks I can throw at it? Do you think? Uh, yeah, this literally you're in a mind. Yeah, You've got plenty of rocks. Yeah, but um, the tricky thing—I mean, it's right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. You could keep slicing it into smaller pieces. Yeah, until... which doesn't sound smart. No. At I've some point, they're going to be so small. Yeah. Um, Although they don't seem to be getting any smaller. They are smaller, but they're still very dangerous. It's okay to disengage and back off. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I'm I think do that. just I just motion at the basket silently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go in the basket. I'm going to go behind the basket. All right. Because I'm not I'm admitting defeat, hit. but I'm just like I got nothing. Cool cat. Yeah. Uh, cool cat looks at the far ooze and says you're a bully and I don't like bullies <laughs> dissonant whispers are cast oh, no. in his direction it must make a wisdom saving throw 13 how wise do we think ooze is yeah how, I mean he's 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 been around the block um, <laughs> Uh, he fails. It fails. It fails. That is 10 psychic damage, and it is compelled nice. to move as far away from me as possible. And I'm Ooh. sorry, this was the one that is damaged or the far, you said the, the farther one, away the one? The farther away one that was not damaged. It must move as far as its speed allows away from me. All right. Its speed is 20, so it kind of sloshes across the pool and up the other side away from you. Yeah. And then Cool yeah. Cat um, goes back here. <laughs> All right, you hide behind the basket. Behind the basket. Shoot. Samson Jotham, you are you are safely in a basket with your friend Q Yaris while your friends die trying to keep you safe nearby. <laughs> well, I I will you know, I'll do my best to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will shoot at it with my short bow. All right, it's very easy to hit. Okay, well, I get... You have advantage, too. Oh, yeah, well, that's good, because I rolled a three. (laughs) Uh, 17 plus four plus one, that's quite a Roll damage. Okay, and that's 1d6 plus two is four. All right, The, the ooze that is closer to you, it's still coming... But it looks uh, not very cohesive. It's kind of, it's it's still kind of slothing forward, but it looks a little unsteady on its feet. It doesn't have feet. Um, <laughs> Samson, anything else before the ooze attacks? 
Yeah, I'm not going to use my arm blade by sticking my arm into a pile of ooze. <laughs> what could go wrong? That, no. I don't think I've got anything suitable. So I'll right. just back further into the corner of the basket. The faraway ooze, uh, Cool Cat, does Dissonant Whispers keep it away from a No, long it time, can come just... back now, but it, since All right, it's moved it starts... away, it's going to go back to where it was. It starts coming back, but it... it can't close with you uh the other one slides over to lee who appears to be the most appetizing target uh and it reaches out and tries to slap you with a pseudopod oh no 22 yeah that hits so the pseudopod does six bludgeoning damage to you lee but then the acid it leaves behind does 18 damage I'm down. Uh, in addition, if you had any non-magical armor, uh, that is starting to dissolve. No armor. Okay, good news. Your skin is sizzling. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good news. No yep. no property value. For all of the value. All the value. acid goes into your pores. Awesome. Yeah, I'm all down. All right. Lee is unconscious outside the basket. Q Yaris. This looks bad does look bad. First thing I'm going to do is a healing word on Lee. Uh, Lee, you get uh, five hit points back. Okay. You are conscious again. Uh, Currently on the ground. Okay. We but yeah. think that a uh, blob of slime likes to be uh, viciously <laughs> You call that slime? I've seen gelatinous cubes that were scarier. I'm giving it a try. Gelatinous <laughs> cubes are scarier than this. Uh, I haven't made <laughs> a wisdom saving they're, throw. They're a higher challenge rating. Um, uh, he rolled, it, it rolled a 12 for wisdom. That's not quite enough to beat my 13. All right. Uh, three psychic damage, assuming it's not immune. Uh, no, it has a psyche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it has less of a psyche. <laughs> three psychic damage and it has disadvantage on its next attack. All right, that's a big deal. All right, Q Yaris, you are in the basket. Is that where you're going to stay? Uh, yeah, there's definitely, unless we think this thing's going to start melting the basket, which is mm-hmm. a real problem, huh? <laughs> Lee, you recover your consciousness. You are at the kind of, you are slumped on the ground next to a uh, demoralized ooze. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't feel sorry for it. Um, So I guess I stand up, which is half my move, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, get in the basket. <laughs> stand up. I get in the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Get in the basket. Throw a dart. Throw a dart. Um, that's 15 on the die. So 21. Yep. Roll damage. Uh, that is six. Ugh. The ooze is shaking. Shaking with pain and anger as it continues to slide in your direction. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cat, cool. cat, cat. Thamia? Cat, cat. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to gather... How many rocks do you think I would be able to get you, in You my... sweep up as a free action six rocks. Okay, cool. And then can I just throw one? Or... Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Somebody help me out with what, how, does, how does throwing a rock How work? does this work? <laughs> so you're going to want to probably use your dexterity. There's the only real question is, are you proficient at throwing a rock? The answer is probably not. 
but it is quite uh, big. Roll roll a d20 uh, to start with, uh, Kathy. We'll see okay. what happens from there. <laughs> well, I rolled a four, so nothing. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know, it, it was not a good rock because <laughs> it sails past the slime. It just like crumbles. S- the rock skips, skips across the surface yep. of the oily pool. Oh, I got three skips though. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's All my right. turn. Cool cat. Uh, boomerang. All right. This guy still has disadvantage, right? Because he's glowing. Yep. Or you have advantage. Yes. Oh, yes. That's that's what I meant. Did Kathy roll twice? She hit. Oh, oh yeah, actually, no, she yeah, didn't. Kathy. She should roll again. Kathy, you have advantage on your rock throwing. Do you want to oh. throw another? Yeah, oh, roll another yes. 20. Do it again. I forgot about <laughs> I got a five. Okay. Woo! Woo. Uh, <laughs> all right. Back, back to Cool Cat. 16 <laughs> versus AC. All right. Roll damage. That's six. All right. You thunk that uh, slime directly in the slime. Uh, it makes a satisfying thunk noise and then sizzles as your boomerang eats away. Uh, um, and the slime kind of seems to lose its cohesion and just sloth to the ground into a kind of sizzling pool. You have defeated one half of the black pudding that seeks to end your lives. But the other half is still creeping away at you. And many of you have taken serious amounts of damage. Is this how it's all going to end in a deep, dark, foul-smelling mine before you've gotten even anywhere near either of the mysteries you're trying to solve? Is that what we do here at Total Party Kill? Really? This? For answers to questions such as these. Tune in next time for Total Party Kill. Uh.